Ahoy hoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our march through the entirety of the Simpsons series, and we have arrived this week to season number two, episode number 11. One fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and we are going to kick off in our usual fashion. Cation, uh, fashion. Cation. <laughs> Caitlin. Caitlin is going to read some specs. Who? Cation. Okay. Cation. Um, one fish, two fish, blue fish, blue fish is production code 7F11. Okay. So we're... we're so Moving we've right had on. at least two episodes now that have been yes. shown in uh, their last, production order. Last week's was production order. There's, I think there's been a couple more. More than season one. Oh, certainly. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was written by new writer Nell Scovel. Scovel? Uh, S-C-O-V-E-L-L. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, I think I probably would have said Scovel, but Because of I don't the know. hot pepper scale. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, directed by Wes Archer. Original air date, January 24th, 1991. Oh, boy. Just a couple days after my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Little Robert. Uh-huh. What was I doing in 1991? Where did I want to go? Fucking shit up. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I probably wanted to go to McDonald's and poop my pants from my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have a birthday party at McDonald's? I am pretty sure that I did. I definitely yeah. attended birthday parties at McDonald's, but I never had one there. I, 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 I at the very think... least, distinctly remember thinking as a little as little Robert, thinking that it would be extra fun to have birthday parties at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But you know where we, you know where I probably had more birthdays than anywhere else, uh, save save for home. Um, the Chick Fil A. N- no, oh. no, this is an answer you probably won't expect. It was at the Marriott. Oh, at the pool? Yeah. Okay. So when I was younger, my mother provided childcare, and uh, she kept a membership at the Marriott. So we lived close to the airport, and so she kept a membership at the Marriott at the Atlanta airport. And so we went over to the pool there all the time. Indoor pool since you were born in January. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I probably did not have any birthday parties there because my <laughs> birthday's in january i don't get to do fun outdoor stuff oh i thought it, uh, okay i thought they had an no, indoor pool then uh, may, i must be thinking of my little brother i was gonna say you're probably thinking of yeah, your, my, yeah. your june birthday brother yeah because his uh yeah because he he has a birthday during the summer and that's when we probably did fun stuff conveniently right after memorial day when the pool's mm-hmm. open for that's, the season that's right good that's job right. uh unlike unlike me way who, to plan <laughs> Who has never gone to, has never been able to go to like a theme park or... <laughs> well, you, but you get the added bonus of sometimes your birthday falls on a federal holiday. This is true. Yeah. yeah that happened that, a few years ago and it will happen in a few more years. It happens every six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I'm going to uh, keep moving on with the episode here because it is time to read the synopsis. So yeah, baby. The, Simpson, uh, the Simpsons, the synopsis comes from <laughs> simpsons.fandom.com. That being the Simpsons wiki, we will provide a link in the description if you'd like to check it out. The synopsis is, Lisa convinces the family to try a new sushi restaurant, the Happy Sumo. An error by an apprentice chef leads to Homer eating a poisonous blowfish. Dr. Hibbert gives Homer 24 hours to live, and he sets about placing his affairs in order. Now, that... That's a pretty good synopsis. That is a good synopsis. Yes, it is. A, 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 A basic summary that does not give away 
the uh, the ending. Good so, job, wiki writers. Excellent job. Yep. <laughs> so let's open it up. So we're going to sure. start with the opening credits. Anything in particular? Um, they were slightly shortened. I think I thought so too. I wasn't yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, we watched. I love. Well, I watched. I love Lisa this morning. So mm-hmm. the the credits are kind of running together in my head. But I think these were shortened. You didn't see these... Bart go past all the random townsfolk on his skateboard. And yeah, whatnot. it definitely felt shortened, but I wasn't sure in the moment because we were at the grocery store and I wasn't sure if we had skipped something or if I just imagined yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's definitely different. There's nothing on the wiki about it, but... Um, and when I say yeah. we were at the grocery store, I mean that Marge, you know, putting Lisa across the counter at the grocery store. Oh, uh, the- that's definitely Maggie. <laughs> not Lisa. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Hey, okay. it's not only is it morning, y'all, when it's, we're recording this, it is Mother's Day morning. And so we've got stuff going on We in got the house. up extra early for <laughs> shit to do. That's right. So stuff I got some, I, I'm making some buns for hamburgers. Caitlin made a cake. Uh, and uh, I am just, we just have a whole bunch of stuff going on. But you should feel special because we still sat down to spend time this week with you, Aww. our dear listeners. So you better share a page and we'll be mad about it. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I noticed something in the opening credits that took me back to my old bachelor days. Um, it's the couch gag. So when the couch, uh, the couch gag is the family piles onto the couch and then the thing tips backwards mm-hmm. and Maggie's little head pops up. Mm-hmm. But you see the bottom of the couch mm-hmm. and there's that bare exposed wood yeah. and the bottom of the Simpsons couch. And I said to myself, I remember when I could only afford a couch that looked like that on the bottom. <laughs> Didn't have any of the fabric over the exposed yeah. wood or anything yeah. like that. I got it when I moved here. My, you remember my old black couches? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got them from Rena Center. Uh, and I knew, so let me just say that uh, it's very important. If you don't know this, if you're a young person listening to this, Rena Center is a, a scam. scam. It is a ripoff. It's all right if you want to buy something from them outright, but do not rent to own from them. That is a bad deal. Um, at any rate, so I went over to Rena Center when I was uh, first arrived here, and I needed furniture for an apartment that had literally an air mattress in it. And are you okay? Yeah, sorry. There was just a CNN headline about the Savannah Bananas. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I was looking at my phone to see what time it is. And there... Uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> sidebar. A small baseball team has been drawing sold out crowds for years, all while filling up TikTok feeds with viral hijinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's the Savannah Bananas. Anyway, yes. uh, carry on. Here we go. I, 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 I follow the Savannah Bananas on TikTok. Yeah, they're funny. Um, they're sort of like the Harlem Globetrotters of the double A <laughs> of double A baseball. I guess. I mean, like they kind of play baseball, but they really don't play baseball. But they also have the the best name in minor league sports, period. I don't know. The Albuquerque Isotopes, that's pretty uh, good. Oh, that's pretty good. But Savannah Banana, very funny. Uh-huh. And they they dress in all yellow. Mm-hmm. But they like they, they they like bend and break the rules. What I mean but what I mean by Harlem Harlem Globetrotters they is that they do like dance routines and then play baseball. <laughs> well it's more than that though. Like like they don't follow basic baseball rules. They really don't? No, they don't. They oh. have their own rules. Uh and so like that's that's part of how they do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, I've never sat and watched. I've never gone to see I them play. I thought it was just like a minor league team that happened to have a good social media presence. I mean, they they do, but like they, I mean, I don't know how much they actually bend the rules, but from what you see on 
online and like the, the clips that they post like they they do stuff like where they play tricks on the opposing team yeah. and that kind of stuff okay anyway well, sorry uh, for, sorry for that sidebar okay well i bought a couch when i was younger and it's not <laughs> it wasn't a good couch that's the story <laughs> it's true it's not very comfortable okay the couch we have now though is pretty great we do have good furniture now yep this is what happens when you grow up <laughs> you get you get good furniture uh-huh yep Okay, so opening up the episode after mm-hmm. the credits, we see a meatloaf yeah. spinning in the microwave. Yes, Homer is cooking a meatloaf, and I thought when he start when the he's watching it spin around, he, you know, he's saying, "Is it done? Is it done?" And Marge says, "It'll be ready in eight, eight seconds. seconds." Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's mad because it's not going faster. Yes, is there anything faster than a microwave? He laments. But uh, anyways, he watches the numbers count down and takes the meatloaf out. And I gotta tell you, when I was watching him do this, I assumed that it was like a personal size meatloaf. No, it's a meatloaf for the family. Mm-hmm. And you're awfully generous in ask, in saying that Homer's cooking the meatloaf because I'm pretty sure Marge is the one that put it in the oh, yeah. microwave, uh, well, and he's enough. standing there waiting yes. for. He is watching the meatloaf yeah, be cooked, I he's suppose. Ready, he's ready to eat dinner. I will say that um, I thought something in this moment that came to fruition a moment later. I was like, because he reaches in and pulls out that meatloaf, and it becomes obvious, of course, when he when his hands are on the meatloaf, that it's a full-size meatloaf. I yeah. was like, that is going to be one dry-ass meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when they sit down to eat it, he offers Lisa a piece. He says, I've got a dried-out end piece with your name on it, Lisa. <laughs> and Lisa just does not look thrilled yeah, um, I thought for a second here that we might start to see the beginnings of what would be Lisa the Vegetarian, you know? And I would argue that you kind of do, because she clearly doesn't want to eat the meatloaf. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of starts in on one of her Lisa, uh, I guess, c- campaigns. <laughs> and she says... I guess, yeah, I think it's fair to call it a yeah, campaign. Yeah, so, she, so Homer hands her the end, end piece... And she says, well, you're always trying to teach me. Oh, it's Thursday. By uh-huh. the way, this is very important. Yes. Thursday night in the Simpsons household is meatloaf night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, uh, she's reluctant to eat it. And she says, you're always trying to teach me to be open-minded, try new things, live life to the fullest. And then um, Bart squirts ketchup on his meatloaf and it makes fart noises and they start laughing. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, well, she says you're trying to you, you try to teach me to open my mind and keep my mind open to the new things. And Homer says, "What are you talking about? I'm not trying to teach you that." Yeah. So, it, it, like, it basically, you know, she's complaining that they're kind of in a rut, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally, Marge is like, "Well, okay, we can uh, we can try something new." I really feel that, like, I, I really feel Lisa here, where like you, as a kid, like you. Uh, are taught by your parents to, you know, to be accepting of people and to be kind to people and all of this. And then as you get older, you like, you realize that a lot of times your parents don't live up to that. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And so like, uh, uh, do as you say, not as you do. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah. There's an awful lot of that going on in the world. And so like, I feel Lisa here, but she really wants to do something else. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's tired of meatloaf. And uh-huh. then we learn that Friday night is pork chop night. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know how much Homer loves the pork chops. We have we have definitely been through this yeah. before. So yeah. So when when Lisa, you know, voices her opinions, Marge says, "Well, maybe we should go somewhere else tomorrow night. We can go out to dinner tomorrow night." Mm-hmm. And um, 
Homer then is sad because Friday night is pork chop night. Right. And they haven't missed a pork chop night since the Great Pig Scare in 87. Yeah. So uh, I guess that means that they have not missed pork chop night in four years. Right. Right. Because, yeah, this episode aired in 91. But uh, Lisa, continuing her lamentation, says, uh, Friday night pork chops from cradle to grave etched Etched in in stone. stone. Yeah. So... uh, Marge makes a suggestion, and they're kind of mulling over where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says anything, uh, anything but hamburgers, or pizza, uh, what have or you. Fried so, chicken, yeah. And, um, but Marge says, "Hey, there's a new sushi restaurant on Elm Street." Mm-hmm. So this is interesting to me because sushi, I guess, became new to a lot of American culture in the '90s. Yeah. And I don't. Do you remember the episode of Doug where his cool grandma takes him to get sushi? I do not remember that. So no. His cool grandma drove a motorcycle. If you I remember. remember his cool grandma, unlike not unlike John's grandma from Garfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. His grandma was also very cool. She was very cool. As yeah. a matter of fact, I would not at all be surprised to find out that the animators or the uh, uh, the writers for Doug took inspiration from <laughs> from Garfield. Garfield because that now that I think about it, those are very similar characters. Guys, there was one year, well, maybe multiple years, where Robert and I would watch the holiday-specific Garfield specials uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> around the time of the holiday. So, uh, Grandma shows up to John's house for Thanksgiving one year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, uh, so uh, Doug's grandma shows up and takes him to go eat lunch one time, and she says, we're going to go eat sushi. And he's like, what's that? And she says, it's raw fish. And, of course, he turns green at the notion. Right. But I remember him eating it, and he says, uh, he says, wait till I tell my friends I ate raw fish for lunch, and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I thought this was fake. I thought sushi was a fake thing. Really? When I was little. Yeah. Really? I had never seen it. I, I never went not... anywhere. I don't really remember the first time I had real, honest-to-God sushi. I think it, I must have been in college. Like, yeah, I must have been. I was college. definitely older. Um, I feel I had it. I think the first time I ever tried it was from a, a Chinese buffet. Probably the same for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you've ever had buffet sushi, it's questionable at best, yeah. depending on where you are. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's an acquired taste, but. It's good. It, it, it certainly is a different like palate than yeah. than what we are common to. In. Yeah, and something that makes me crazy is people who just automatically take a dump on sushi when it's obvious they've never actually tried it. Yes, yeah, and, that drives me crazy. And the too. fact that sushi means there's rice. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's raw, <laughs> right? And that, well, that's what and, I and you know, there's sushi rolls that are cooked, and mm-hmm. you know, so anyway, yeah, uh, well, a little I've, bit of a, a bone of contention with me and the world. Well, it, but it's true. Like, there's a lot of people who who think who think that sushi means raw fish, but it does not mean that. Sushi ind- is indicative of the rice, right? Exactly. Uh, and so sashimi is raw fish. Uh-huh. Nigiri, I think, is is raw fish, right? Isn't nigiri? Wait, that's. Or is that just the style? I think... Nigiri is when you get the piece on top of the rice. 
Uh, and so that's right. Yeah, you're right. okay. And yes. so I, that might just be indicative of the style. So it's not necessarily raw because I eat crab nigiri. You know I love that crab nigiri. Yeah, and that's not <laughs> that's not raw. No, that's it's like not processed fish. It's, yeah, it's definitely it looks like crab, kind of. So, anyways, I it makes me crazy when people automatically discount sushi when they've never actually tried it yeah i guess so you know it can be kind of hard to convince somebody to have good sushi because good sushi is so expensive. it's so expensive but, yeah uh, caitlin and i actually are really fortunate because we have a place here in our town that has a great sushi lunch mm -hmm. option it's an all you can eat sushi for like 16 dollars, 17 dollars now um and uh, I think that if you know sushi, you know that like a single roll in some restaurants can cost you that much money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's lunch sushi, lunch sushi, it's California rolls and all that sort of stuff. But man, I mean, it's good. It's quality and it is way better than Dagum TJ or Trader Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's sushi, sushi is, is awful. The worst. <laughs> yeah. So basically, my point is don't crap on sushi unless you've tried it. And so, you don't have to eat raw fish to eat sushi, period. Yeah, you hear End that? story. <laughs> you hear that, listener? Talking to you. Steve Jackson. D Dumbo. <laughs> I don't know. Dumbo? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, I, I, all, I, all of that was just to say that I really think that like sushi is becoming a cool thing in the 90s. And it reminds me, uh, this scene reminded me of that. Yeah. Because... Uh, hey, you know, uh, and you know, Lisa's on board with it here. She says sushi is considered quite a delicacy, mm -hmm. and so uh, it is. Uh, it is determined that they are going to try. Yep. So, uh, at any rate, uh, we cut to the next scene, and the Simpsons are walking into the restaurant, and the uh, the staff in the restaurant uh, shouts a sort of welcome to Moe's. Uh, <laughs> But in Japanese at the Simpsons, and yeah. it startles them. <laughs> yeah. So, and then like the meter D says, "Oh, don't be alarmed. Mm -hmm. um, they're just saying hello." So the Simpsons then shout back, or, at, or Homer at, in particular. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> shout back at the chef, and then he scares the chef. Mm -hmm. So they're walking to their table, and the lady's like, "Oh, this is the karaoke bar. It's empty now, but it's gonna be." Jumping with uh, Japanese businessmen soon. It is crazy to me. Now, I, I, I don't know much about Japanese karaoke culture, but it's wild to me how much, like, Koreans love karaoke. Like, have you ever seen a Korean karaoke room? No. Co Korean karaoke is typically done in small rooms. So, like, the people that you go out oh, with or the yeah, people I've that you seen, sing with. I I know of places like that. Yeah. So, we, we, we have a listener. I'll give him a shout out. Hey, Patrick. Uh, uh, our, our listener, our friend Patrick, lived in uh, Korea for a couple of years and has taken to a lot of Korean culture. And one of the things that Patrick likes to do is Korean karaoke. So, that's how I know I about that. I did not realize that that was a Korean thing. Oh, I, I mean, as far as I understand it, like that's what it is referred to as when you go oh. into the little rooms as Korean karaoke. Oh, okay, so, instead uh, of doing it in front of a bunch of people, you just do it in front of your in the friends. Way, yeah, in the way that we've done karaoke before, which right. is to sing it to a room full of strangers for yeah. the most part. You just sing to your friends. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, Robert. <laughs> uh huh. Can we never do Korean karaoke? <laughs> I don't know. You get enough that booze in me, and we're gonna... <laughs> very uncomfortable. I am going to uh, go to a Korean karaoke uh, with you, and we're just going to sing Judge song, the Judge song. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. That'll go great. R.I.P. <laughs> so uh, I, Caitlin was talking to me earlier in the week, and she doesn't remember this conversation, but I do. Uh, she's, I, she asked me, or I said we, to her that I... To, to put it into context, uh, Naomi Judd of The Judge just passed away. Yes. And, um, so... Uh, this is why this was a topic of conversation in our oh, house. We don't, have, we don't have to explain our topics of conversation oh, to these okay, people. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, so I said to Caitlin earlier this week, you know, I probably I don't I could not name a single of the Judd's songs, but I probably know one or two. Yeah. So yesterday, and I know I couldn't because I did not grow up listening to country music really at all, and so I put I yesterday afternoon I put on I asked Alexa to play the Judds and mm-hmm. they played a playlist. And, um, as I was listening, I was like, I do not know any of these songs. So I told Robert. And uh-huh. so when he got home, he played the same playlist and he knew every single song, uh, every <laughs> word to every song. I had so, no idea. Good news. He does know the Judds. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I impressed myself so much that I went ahead and downloaded and I, the greatest hip oh, album. Did you? I did. <laughs> And I, uh, I um, am learning, I guess. Yeah. Hey. There's some bangers in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some great songs. There's that Ray. What's that guy's name? Ray Stevens? Yes. There's that <laughs> knockoff Ray Stevens. Uh, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. I think probably the other way around, right? Ray I think Stevens. It's, uh, Girls Night Out is the song I'm talking about. Yes. That sounds like the squirrel went to church song. The day the squirrel went berserk <laughs> in the first self-righteous church. Yep, exactly. Yep, that's the one. Yep. <laughs> So. so the Simpsons are, uh, are have walked past this karaoke lounge. They come to sit at their table, which, of course, is one of the very low traditional tables where you sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marge says to the server, she says, what would you recommend for a family that is not sure they should be here? <laughs> hey, you know what? Good for Marge. Yeah. I feel like that that is a fair thing to say. And I feel like that's a way to go whenever you're trying something new that you've never had before yeah is like get a sampling of a bunch of different yeah. stuff and, unless there is like a staple thing right so like if i go to a new barbecue restaurant and it's in the part of the world in which we live then i know that the thing you should get is probably a pork sandwich or a pork plate right right because that's what barbecue is where we are yeah if i were to go and get barbecue say in texas then the thing would be very likely to get brisket or mm-hmm. something like that but like if you're walking into a place like a sushi restaurant like i would have done if i was in college and had never gone there before it is totally fair to say i don't know what i'm doing what do you think i should get right and yeah. I, th- I find that most of the time, if not always, the server is very happy to help you. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. And say, yeah, well, this is... That, you know, is, that is their job. <laughs> it is, It is. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's part of their job, but, yeah. you know, and it, so, it, like, it never hurts to ask for recommendations. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I worked at Red Lobster for a while, and believe it or not, people would ask me what You're they like, should get oh, at Red should Lobster. Should I get the Cheddar Bay Biscuits or the... Yes, yes, you should. You should definitely the get the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. other stuff, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, you know, my, 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 my answer to that question, if somebody said, you know, what... Uh, what do you recommend? I would typically say, do you prefer fried or broiled seafood? Okay. And they they would answer, and then you could give them a very quick and easy answer from that. Sure. And if they ever said, uh, and, and I would also try to give them because, uh, you know, I was a salesman as much as I was a waiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also tried to, you know, give them a recommendation from the specials or what right. you know, was going on. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so they are sitting there, and he, he recommends what's called the sushi surprise. A little bit of everything. And so she says, I'll have one of those. Lisa says, give me that. 
Bart did not learn his lesson from the last time no, he was he, in the an cal- Asian restaurant. The calamari? Yes. <laughs> that was that was a seafood restaurant, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, it wasn't Frying Dutchman, was it? Either way, no. from a Homer's Night Out, that, yeah. that episode. Uh, because in that one, he orders... The Rusty Barnacle, I think. Rusty Barnacle, yeah. He, he orders the, uh, the squid platter. And here, he orders two sharks, an octopus, and an eel. Yep. <laughs> and he and says, do you have any giant squid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the kind that drag men to their deaths. Uh, no. And we didn't mention the waiter, but the, the waiter's name is Akira. Mm-hmm. And he is voiced by none other than... George Takei. George Takei. Yeah. So uh, he comes then to Homer to take his order. And Homer says, oh, it's hard to choose. This all looks terrible. No, take it easy, Homer. (laughs) Uh, So he just sort of points at the menu. Bring me one of these, 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 and these. Mm -hmm. And so... We uh we have the Simpsons order. We cut to the sushi bar. The, yeah. The, the, the line. The, the sushi sushi the, the, the sushi chefs. Sushi chef like the, yeah. That well, little yeah. you know you yeah. know where they are. Yeah. The, I mean, where they cut the stuff up. Well, what I mean is like I know like the part like where you sit. Is like, the bar as a customer is the bar? Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I don't the counter. Know. The sushi counter. You know what? We'll just call it that. Yeah. Good 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 call. Thank you. <laughs> so at any rate. Um, we, we see then the master and his apprentice, mm-hmm. and uh, the apprentice cuts a piece of sushi and puts it onto the plate and says, what do you think? And the master says, no, no, no. This is very important because it tells us that the apprentice is it's not, not good. Yes, he's not doing he's, a good job. Yeah, so uh, the master tells him that the squid he just cut looks like it's been hacked by a blind woodsman, which is... Um, that's pretty dire. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he and he, he not only says that it looks like it's been hacked by a blind woman, but woodsman, but he says, "Hang your head in shame." Yeah. <laughs> Yowza. So we've established now that the the apprentice chef is not no bueno up to snuff. That's right. So we cut back to the Simpsons table. Yes, and they are delivered their sushi, which I have to say looked pretty good to me, but there was a big problem. Not enough of it. That's, not, that's, that's what I wrote that down. That was like, they had like six pieces each. And yes, I'm like, that is that not is a meal. Not enough sushi. No. no. Not at all. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I I think, I got to tell you, like, I think that the intention of a sushi roll is that it's a meal, mm-hmm. but it's not. No. <laughs> One sushi roll is not it's enough It's not food. enough. It's not enough. Unless, it, like, that's a snack. Yeah. 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 And then you get like maybe on the conservative end three rolls yeah that's you, a meal so you're gonna be like danny har <laughs> danny har is a travel oh. agent uh who uh puts out videos of cruise ships and caitlin and i are gonna go on a cruise uh, we've been researching this year. On so we've been watching a lot of yeah youtube university clips and anyway uh this one travel agent talks about how he goes to the sushi restaurant to get a snack before he goes to dinner <laughs> so yeah. i mean that's pretty much on par yeah. yep so anyways um homer tries the food so mm-hmm. to his credit he he does complain about being there yeah but he tries the food he, uh, and then he actually uh really loves it yeah uh and i gotta tell you like the uh, akira starts to uh starts to make recommendations and one of the recommendations is flying fish roe with a quail egg yeah and homer says you're the doctor uh and i gotta tell you man i love me some fl- uh, I-, I love me some flying fish roe with a quail egg on top that's good stuff yeah um, and then <laughs> by this point, we also have uh, the carry bar, karaoke bar is open. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so Homer's chowing down on his food. Bart and Lisa make their way to the karaoke bar. Yeah, I think that um, something that is supposed to be indicated here that just doesn't, it just didn't like translate too well uh, in the action of the thing is that Homer is taking a very long time as he makes his way through the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why the kids have gotten up yeah. and are in the karaoke bar. Yeah. But anyways, that, that's not all that important. Yeah. It's just uh, a So we uh, have somebody new introduced who is on the puzzle, mm-hmm. the Simpsons Cast of Thousands puzzle, yeah, which yeah. I started to redo a couple days ago because mm-hmm. I ran out of other puzzles to do. And or, um, or you thought you ran out of puzzles I to do. I thought I did. I forgot about one. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> the man's name is Richie Sakay. He is on the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an anesthesiologist, and he's de- dedicating his next song to his wife, Patty. Aww. And uh, the song he chose is the Cher song, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, <laughs> which is a weird song to dedicate to a loved one, but you do you, Richie. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's sort of like people whose first dance is um, Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I chime in oh, with a habit. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, on the wiki, it said that this character was modeled after one of the writers or producers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know. Oh, hold on. Oh, uh, Richard Sakai. The car- the karaoke scene. Oh, fuck. The karaoke sing. <laughs> the, uh, the karaoke. The karaoke singer. <laughs> uh huh. Identified himself as Richie Sakai as a character in the namesake of the Simpsons producer Richard Sakai. Oh, well, there you go. Sakai Sakai. Okay. Same name. Anyway. So um, Homer is... Oh, now we're getting to the part. This is the part where Homer is uh, talking to Akira more about what to order. Mm-hmm. So he orders two uni. That's very good, mm-hmm. but very expensive, Homer. Yeah. And um, then this is the the fish roll. Flying fish roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the quail egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the good stuff. And then we cut to Bart and Lisa singing. The uh, Shaft theme song. So if it was weird that the that uh, old Richie just dedicated that share song to his wife, I think it's even weirder that Bart and Lisa are singing Shaft. <laughs> yeah, so there's also a note about this on the wiki. Oh, okay. And that the censors originally objected to Bart and Lisa singing the theme song from Shaft, mm-hmm. but the producers had to show the clip from the Academy Awards when the song was nominated and performed on television to let the censors know that it was suitable to show on TV. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So, it, uh, again, a weird... A weird song choice, but also very funny. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like if this scene happened today, it would be tequila. They would sing tequila at ter- karaoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's funny. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they, they sing. And um, and and then we, so this is an ongoing sequence of cutting to the karaoke room and yeah. cutting back to the table, and we finally get to uh, the point at the uh, evening where Homer has gone through everything on the menu except one except thing. Except one thing. That's yes. right, and that is fugu. Fugu, aka blowfish. Uh-huh. So, um. Homer and Akira are talking about that. We see the kids back in the karaoke room again. Mm-hmm. And um, then we see after Homer has ordered yeah. the fugu, yep. we cut to the sushi bar. That's right. Or the counter with the chefs. Yep. And so the master and the apprentice are there. And the, the master says, oh, she's here. 
cover yeah, for me. Yeah, you hear a car horn. Yeah. Yeah, so. so yeah, uh, oh, she's here. Cover for me. And out he goes. And that's when Akira sticks his head in to say, one fugu. Yes, so and the only person left at the counter is the apprentice. Is the apprentice. Yes. Who we've already established is not a good sushi chef. Yeah, so this is Yet. bad news, right? Because everybody knows, and I, I remember, this this episode affected me as a kid. I did not say this earlier, but I told you this earlier this week. I am pretty sure that I watched this episode when it aired. Mm-hmm. Because I remember that, I remember thinking as a kid that I would have to encounter uh, this food Food at some that point would kill you. That, that if could potentially kill you. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like, would I try that? So I would have been seven years old at this point. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, if I, would I try that food? But I, I eventually came to the conclusion that, yes, I would. And so like, I remember thinking as we would like go out to eat. Now, remember, y'all, when we went out to eat as a little kid, we were going to like Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> if we got seafood, it was at, Red, it was at a Red Lobster, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I did not have to worry about that. My parents do not eat sushi still. Right. I wish that they would try it, but they won't. Yeah. And uh, and so that being said, uh, I have to tell you that I was I was concerned about running into a place where I would be presented with the option of eating blowfish because even as a little <laughs> kid, I realized that I would probably try it and go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> fugu. The reason this is a big deal that the master chef is not there Mm -hmm. is if fugu is cut improperly, it can be poisonous. Yeah. And that's because that is because, um, there are poison sacks, right? In the fish. I I honestly could not tell you, but I do know that it's a very specific way of preparing this fish so that it does not kill you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, I I think that it is because there are sacks in it. And and the reason I say that is because if you look at, and this might be something to write down uh, for the Instagram, Mm -hmm. if you look at the, the uh, diagram that they show here in a little bit of the Mm -hmm. fish or or that the apprentice looks at when he tries to cut the the blowfish, Mm -hmm. it's like, Poison, 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 poison. And then like there's this little sliver of okay to eat in the middle. Yeah. And I don't think that that, I mean, it's a cartoon, but I don't think that's quite it. I think it's just because there are sacks. And if you pierce the sacks, it's kind of like. the poison like, leaks out. Yeah. It's like the, it's like rupturing your appendix, right? Yeah. Like, it's okay as long as it's contained. Right. Um, have you ever seen a blowfish in real life? I have seen taxidermied blowfish. Okay. I, no, I have. I've been to an aquarium and seen blowfish okay. before, but they were not blown up at the time. I, when I was a kid, went sh- uh, fishing with my friend mm-hmm. on their boat, and I caught a blowfish, and it puffed up. <laughs> there are blowfish in these waters? In the bay, yeah. I had no idea. And flying fish, too. Oh, man. Yeah. We are going to have a freaking sushi extravaganza one day. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same species. I don't, I'm guessing it's probably not. I'm, I'm assuming it's not if it's in these waters and not like off the, the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's wild. I had no idea. Yep. Huh. So how do you get, how do you get roe out of a fish? Do you like press its belly and just like, <laughs> like, like a, like a toothpaste tube? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never prepared it. My grandma I, used to make shad roe all the time. I don't know how she got that either. Yeah. 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 Oh, you t- tell, tell our listeners how, how that's done. I, cause shad roe? Because I've never eaten shad roe. I don't know. Well, I mean like, how does she make it? She would fry it. So it would be like in little clumps and she'd yeah. fry it. And I remember like, Quite often, my mom would come home and be like, hey, we're going to your grandma's house for dinner, which is great. Uh She lived right down the street. So it was like, 
easy and she would cook all Mm -hmm. the time. And more times than not, I was disappointed in the offering. (laughs) (laughs) So like Shadrow nights, those were not good nights. For for somebody who grew up in this part of the world, Caitlin does not like a lot of the delicacies of this part of the world. I don't like a lot of uh, seafood. I don't like clams or oysters. Uh, which, like is, which is which is extra bad, right? Because at it, it Thanksgiving, uh, the their dressing or what you might call stuffing is uh, is oftentimes oyster, oyster stuffing. stuffing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which no, I you. really think is delicious. But yeah, and uh, then, uh, clam clam chowder nights were also not great. But that's when we got cornbread mush, so that was good. Mm-hmm. I liked that, but not not the chowder. Yeah, and y'all y'all made like y'all made like white chowders, right? Um. Not white chowder in the sense that it is cream based. Oh, okay. So it it's was, a clear chowder. It's a clear broth chowder. Okay. Yeah, with potatoes and clams. What's and that? So like New England onion. is is uh, New England is white. Manhattan is red. Correct. Rhode Island. That's what it is. It's called. It's called a Rhode Island clear. Oh. Or at least that's what I've seen. Yeah. No. A lot of people equate what the chowder looks like from where I'm from to dishwater, mm-hmm. and they are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like very cloudy, brothy, yeah, um, with clams and I clams and potatoes and probably onion, yeah, um, and not much else. So, yeah. uh, uh, you can't hear it, listener, but this dog is snoring again. Yeah, he is going. He is going to town. So, uh, so anyways, uh, the point is, is that this apprentice is not prepared to handle the blowfish. He realizes it to his credit. Yeah. And decides that he needs to go get his master. And so he goes out to get his master. But his master is in the car. He is busy. In flagrante. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. Well, he... Make it out, hardcore, at least. If he ain't playing the symphony, he is getting in tune, baby. Yeah. Uh, He uh, is. And and the, uh, the really... A surprising thing yeah. here in this moment is not so much that the master that doing this. is doing this, but it's who it's with. It is with none other than Mrs. Krabappel. Yes, she hanging is hanging out with the sushi master. Yes, and uh, so we have this scene where oh, <laughs> uh, is it the master who says this? I'm, I'm looking at the Frankie act here. Says, "Oh, your hair smells so clean." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part during this. <laughs> I didn't hear I, I think it either. I was too surprised. Um, but anyways, the apprentice leans his head to the window and says, uh, you're needed in the kitchen. And he said, cover for me. And he said, but master, we need your skilled hands. And he said, very good reply. Here he goes, my skilled hands are busy. Yeah. <laughs> and so the apprentice goes back in. And this is when he opens up the book to yeah, get the diagram of the blowfish. He's studying the, the diagram. And he's uh-huh. like, okay, well, you know, cut here, here, here. It's, it's fine. Yep. Concentrate, concentrate. And we hear Homer uh, in the background noise shouting, I want fugu. (laughs) And so he pulls, it's important to note, I guess, that he pulls out the the blowfish. It's puffed up. Uh And he pokes it with a knife and the whole thing deflates. deflates. Yeah. Uh, So we we are really not instilled with confidence here. Oh, no, uh, no. That he's going to do a good (laughs) job. If nothing else, uh, the action in this moment tells us that things are going to go poorly here. Right. And anyway, we immediately cut. Uh, to uh, Akira and the apprentice standing at Homer's table with Homer and Marge, and Homer eats it. It is delicious. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. You know it's good. It's like the forbidden fruit. So, so here's a fact, uh-huh. um, and this is something that we will post on Instagram. Did you know 
Mm -hmm. that restaurants in Japan who have chefs trained to prepare fugu have a special sign outside. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. And you know how I know that? Because I told you it before. No, I know. I I know that I think because of this episode. Oh, Uh, okay. And I, I, I remember again, just being young and like thinking about this and thinking about blowfish and all this. And I learned somewhere, not from the episode, but because of the episode right? that in Japan, if they have someone who can do it, that they have their little sign. Yep, and they have it's like a little lantern. Oh, sign. it sure is. They're very cute. <laughs> Caitlin has some images of yeah, them up. Yeah, I we pulled will, it up already. We'll post them on. We on will Instagram. definitely put that up. Yep. Yep. So, anyways, uh, they uh, Homer eats the fish. He seems to be fine. He is satisfied with it. I don't even want to think and about it. Ab- how- and something important happens. The master comes back in oh, and yeah. sees the deflated fish on the counter, and he says. Oh no! Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't even want to think about how much money Homer spent no on kidding. this meal. And yeah, the master comes in and sees that it's uh, uh, that he he did not do it correctly. And so we then cut back to the table, and the master is yelling. Uh, <laughs> Homer and, goes a beautiful language, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> they're just they're clearly just shouting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, they run up to the table. Please don't eat anything else. Don't no more, no more, no more. And Homer's just he's being he's being coy here. He goes, Oh, well, I just couldn't possibly anyway. And yeah. they said, No. Uh, we we have, have reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have reason to believe that you have eaten poison. Yep. So uh they're Homer's panicking. He says, What should I do? Tell me. And they're like, Well, don't panic, first of all, because mm-hmm. there's a map to the hospital on the back of the menu. That's great. <laughs> Good to know. Which is funny because they apparently call an ambulance anyway because that's what we see next is that the sirens are are blaring and then we cut, of course, to Homer at the hospital. Yeah, and he's like ruining the fact that he was convinced to try sushi by his family. Mm-hmm. He says, I've never heard of a poisoned pork chop. Yeah, you've never heard of salmonella, have you, Homer? Yeah, Come on now. So uh, <laughs> in comes Dr. Hibbert with mm-hmm. Marge. Um, and this, uh, we... we we get this. We get a joke that, although I chuckled at it, I knew what it was going to be as soon as they as soon as they set it up. Uh, he says, "I." Uh, Doctor Hibbert comes in and says, um, uh, "Your wife agreed that I should break this to you." Homer says, "Oh no, I can read her like a book. She looks very sad. She, she does look very so upset." So what do you think Homer is going to say? He's going to go, he "Oh, it's, it's good, good news." news. <laughs> yep, he thinks uh, they're going to they're there to deliver great news to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doctor Hibbert's like, "No, no." <laughs> Yeah, and, he and says, quite the you've, opposite. You've consumed the venom of the blowfish, and from what the chef has told me, it's quite probable that you have 24 hours to live. Yeah, so we set up here, by way of this entire first act, what is an ancient writing trope, right? The character learns they only have a 24 Mortality hours Mortality is live. real. Yes. And... We need to figure out how to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And Homer goes, 24 hours. And this, we do get a good joke this here. This is a good joke. And uh, Dr. Hibbert responds. Uh, so Homer says, 24 hours. And Hibbert goes, well, 22. I'm sorry I kept you waiting so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Homer, it kind of settles into Homer. And he's like, oh, no, Marge, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um. And so uh, what... what uh, Hibbert does uh, satisfy here a question that no doubt is going to pop up immediately. I missed this part. Uh, he says, if there's one consolation, it's that you'll feel no pain at all until sometime tomorrow evening when your heart suddenly explodes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is okay. that if you've been poisoned, then shouldn't you feel some discomfort of some kind or something along right. those lines? So they satisfy that with this um, 
with this funny line here. Right. Um, so from what I understand, the actual fugu poisoning mm-hmm. uh, causes paralysis. Yes. So you'll slowly become more and more pa- paralyzed and you die when you can no longer breathe. Mm. So you essentially suffocate, mm-hmm. which is hell of a way to go. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if, I wonder if hospitals keep an, an is it like an anti-venom uh, for it? it I was, don't know. It's not a venom. It's a poison, right? Yeah. I, th- I don't know if that makes any difference. Yeah. So I, I would. So I was uh, reading on the wiki that you know you you slowly become paralyzed, mm-hmm. and then when your when your lungs become paralyzed, that's when it's real bad. Yeah. But they can put you on a ventilator. I'm assuming, and yeah. they can shock your heart, I guess, and mm-hmm. keep that rolling. I don't know hmm. if the effects are reversible or not. No idea. Me either. Do you know, listener? Tell us. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, um, uh, he, uh, Doctor Hibbert says, you know, a little anxiety is normal. And then he ta- he discusses the five stages of grieving, uh, and Homer, of course, flies through each of the stages: denial, anger, uh, depression, bargaining, and acceptance. And you know how I know those? You know how I know those off the top of my head? Dabda. Because of a Mad Magazine article oh. from years ago this is not the first time we've talked about this because was it homer's odyssey or it's one of it's one of the earlier episodes we talked about this because mm-hmm. um for whatever reason i cannot remember which episode it was but lisa like lisa and bart are in different stages at the same time oh yeah like yeah yeah, fear, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, i think it might have been homer's odyssey i honestly cannot remember right no i know what you're talking about yeah yeah they were on the bus they were sitting on the bus yes they're and, on the bus yep uh at any rate um so we then cut from the hospital to the scene of homer and marge lying in bed and i wrote this down i went you're going to sleep yeah, you have twenty four hours, and to you're do gonna yeah whatever gonna you want, sleep. and you're gonna you're gonna go to sleep. I don't know about that. So uh, real quick, WebMD says that uh, treatment should be uh, your the treatment for this is vomiting should be induced if the poisoned person is awake and alert and mm-hmm. has eaten the fish within three hours. Oh, okay. So make yourself throw up. If you become paralyzed, then artificial respiration may be used. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they start throwing up and turn them on the sh- on their side, <laughs> get <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> get, get that ipecac baby. Yeah. Um, so they're they're lying in bed, and what it comes down to is that Homer has been thinking about what he wants to do the next day. Yeah, he's been making a list. Mm-hmm. He's got a and long- the the notepad at the top says dumb things I got to do today. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I didn't funny. notice that. That is funny. <laughs> um, so he's, yeah, he's making his list. And number one on the list is to make the list. That's right. Number two, eat a healthy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Number three, make a videotape for Maggie. Number four, have a man-to-man with Bart. Number five, listen to Lisa play her sax. Um, and then, like, the screen cuts off, but it's like funeral arrangements, something with dad. So. so there is a meme, I don't know if you've seen it, that, ha- that has been making its rounds and has gotten a lot of backlash in the Simpsons meme, meme community recently. Uh, and the meme is, uh, it, it implies, or not out- implies, it more or less outright states that Homer has never been supportive of Lisa's music and her capability. Oh, it's because when she's, when she's talking to, I think it's Billie Eilish uh, in a more oh, recent yes, episode. Yes, yes. And... Uh, 
And yeah, I think that this is yet another another example of that's bullshit because Homer has been supportive of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, we know by way of the series later on that not only does he buy her the saxophone, he buys her another saxophone mm-hmm. and engraves both of them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so I just thought I'd make note of that here since we're talking about Homer's notes. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. And other things, make funeral arrangement, make peace with dad, beer with the boys at the bar, tell off the boss hang gliding, plant a tree, and final dinner with my beloved family. Uh-huh. And then finally at the end of the list... He wants to... Be intimate with Mars. He wants to pull the old sushi master Krabappel move. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And so anyway... Uh, uh, Marge says, "Oh, can we do just one more thing? Can we get up early and watch the sunrise together? And he says, till 6 a.m., my dearest darling, and my last day on earth. Mm-hmm. So they fall asleep, and then the alarm rings at 6. Homer slaps the alarm and, and falls back right sleep. back to sleep. He wakes up at... 1130. It is 11.30 a.m. Whoa, crap. Yeah. <laughs> we got Now we have a lot of stuff to do and significantly less time to do it. So he goes downstairs and he's sitting at the table and he's like, Marge, why did you let me sleep so late? And she said, you looked so peaceful lying there. And we have a, we a really nice joke here. You look so peaceful lying there. And he responds, there will be plenty of time for that. <laughs> yes, there will. Yeah. So and this is when he decides that it's time to have the heart to heart with. Uh, or, I'm sorry, have a man-to-man yep. with Bart. Yep, so he goes upstairs, and we get another joke real quick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he goes into Bart's room, and he's like, come here, boy. And Bart's mm-hmm. like, oh, boy, here we go. So yep. he like walks over. Uh, Homer's sitting on Bart's bed, and he... <laughs> Pulls down his pants and lays across Homer's lap like he's gonna get a spanking. Yes, he's like, oh which no, is, which is funny in the moment, but then it's like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. The implications of that are a little bit mm, questionable. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I mean, uh, 1991, I think spanking was not nearly as taboo as it Fair, is yeah. uh, in 2022. Well, and chances are Bart has done something to warrant discipline of this some is sort. True. This is true. This is something that we uh, that I wasn't thinking about until you just said it now, yeah. that Bart probably has done something and realizes that he's been busted. Exactly. And, and then he's like, oh, okay. And then, and then Homer's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> he's yeah. like, this is good. Don't worry. So we're going to ha- I mean, you know, I want to have a heart to heart. And he says, uh, this, I noticed something here that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, you know, uh, we're going to have a heart to heart. And he says, you know, you, after me, you're the man of the house. And that means you're going to have to help out. And Bart starts going, oh, come on. Lisa doesn't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. Did you notice the animation was weird here? No. It kind of looked choppy. Oh. Like the motion of Bart's hand, it was like, it, it was just, it just looked non-fluid. It just kind of moved, pop, 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 pop through. I didn't, you know? no, I didn't notice that. Uh, this was the only place that I noticed it, but it did, it, it did startle me. Um, so anyways, Bart has, uh, Bart and Homer have their, have their heart to heart and Homer leaves him with three sentences, uh, to help get him through life. Mm-hmm. One is cover for me. The other one is, uh, uh, oh, good idea, boss. And mm-hmm. the third one is, it was like that when I got here. Yep. And he then, uh, Bart says, oh, that's that's good advice. It's also very ironic that cover for me is one of the sentences because that's what the chef says to yeah, the apprentice yeah, that's, when he's out in the car yeah. doing whatever he's doing with Miss Krabappel. That 
is a marked improvement in the writing yes. of this episode. Yes, I agree. Uh, that is that is as good of a reference as the Family Jewels reference mm-hmm. was in uh, I forget which episode that was, but um, anyway. Uh, at any rate, uh, yeah. So I, I think that I took that as an indication of just the the better writing coming, coming. It's coming, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's mostly here for this episode. Yeah. So uh, that you know they're having their their talk, and now Homer's like, okay, got to teach you how to shave. Yes, and this is an <laughs> iconic scene. I remember this clear as a bell. This is part of the reason why I say I, I must have seen uh-huh. this when it aired, because I obviously at seven years old was not shaving yet, but I did know that sometimes you cut yourself shaving. Yeah, sometimes, and there's that little spot under your nose. Yep, and you sometimes you put those little pieces of paper on, and I also know, everybody knows that when you put on aftershave, it hurts. It like, hurts. Thank you, Home Alone, for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I bet this I, Home Alone this, came out in 1991, right? 1990, I think. 1990. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this. Oh, so this would have followed. So uh, maybe that's the reason why this sequence has stuck, sequence stuck in my head so uh, so clearly. Uh, would it surprise you to learn that I did not want to see Home Alone because I thought it was scary? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Was the concept of him being alone what was scary, or was it the concept of there being burglars, or or what? Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> the uh, answer is yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it did come out in 1990. Just uh, double check. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Homer is showing Bart how to shave. Bart is standing there with shaving cream covering his entire lower half of his face. Yep. Uh, and Homer, we can't see his face at all, but we can see his uh, his hands and his chest. And he says, okay, now that we're done, we're going to take a little square of toilet paper and put one there and there mm-hmm. and there and there. And he's covered <laughs> Any place you're bleeding. Yep. Uh, the release date for Home Alone was November 16th, 1990. So it was really only released a few months before this. Yeah. Yeah. So. About a month and like 10 days or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Super. So at, at any rate, um, uh, he puts the he puts the uh, paper, uh, the toilet paper on his face and then he says, okay, and now for some aftershave. And again, you don't see his face until he puts the aftershave on. He starts dancing around. Ah! And, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is that the correct order? Do you put aftershave on after you put the toilet paper on your no, face? I didn't think no, so. No, 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 no. It, it is. That's definitely backwards. Yeah. You gotta, you, you shave, you mm-hmm. do the aftershave and then you put the toilet paper on because yeah. aftershave does not stop the bleeding anyway. Exactly. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and so we see a clean shaven Homer for we a hot second. We do sec. for a, a hot second. Yep. We sure do. Yep. And then Bart reaches up and he accidentally knocks the aftershave bottle on the ground and it breaks. But then he wins Homer's heart by saying, it was like that when I got mm-hmm. here. That's my boy. Yep. <laughs> so we see him scratch off the have a man to man with Bart. Yep. And the next thing on the list is to listen to Lisa play her sax. Yes. And yet another another iconic scene right here where he is listening to her play. and She's playing something bluesy and sad. Yeah. And he starts crying. Right. And so she notices and she starts to play when the saints go marching in. Uh Uh-huh. And he jumps up and starts dancing. And we get the uh, what I just think is is a classic Homer line. Oh, when the saints... Go over there. <laughs> oh, when the saints go over there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's something 
I knew, I didn't know that was from this episode, yeah. but I knew that he's saying the wrong the words. The saints go over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, he finishes up with Lisa, scratches off the list, and then he goes to make a videotape for Maggie. Mm-hmm. So he goes over to Flanders' house and borrows the, the camcorder. And while he's there, he... Oops, excuse me, burped. Uh, <laughs> while, while he's there... Uh, Flanders says, hey, why don't you come on over tomorrow for a barbecue? I've got that propane machine, or propane, it's just a strange phrase for it, but anyway, he's got uh, Propane a pro- beauty. Propane beauty. Pro- propane beauty is just sitting in the backyard, yeah. and Homer's like immediately like, no, I don't want to come. And, but, but he says, oh wait, tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, sure. Then he realizes, he's like, oh, okay. And hey, he says, why not? Yeah, I'd love to come to your barbecue. I'll even bring the thickest, juiciest T-bones you've ever seen. And you know what I wrote down right here? T-bones are delicious. (laughs) I wrote down, (laughs) you know, if you know nothing about The Simpsons and you don't realize that Homer is the main character of The Simpsons, it doesn't matter. You know that he is not going to die in this moment. Because he promises because to he bring... Prom- because he promised to do something that he clearly did not want to do, mm-hmm. and he even one-upped himself in yep. it. He is no way that he is not going to receive that justice. Yeah, <laughs> so then we, he leaves the Flanders house, he comes back home, and mm-hmm. he says, um, joke's on him, I'll be dead by then, yep. and then we see him setting up the camera to record a video for Maggie. Yep, and so he's, he's recording for Maggie, and uh, he says, I'm... Rec- I'm you know, recording from beyond the grave, you go making some ghost ghost noises, and he says, uh, "You're probably wondering what kind of man your father was. Well, he was a simple man and a kind man." And then we get a sequence of events where the phone rings. He gets annoyed. He starts yelling on uh, at, yeah uh, at uh, it's Bart it's at Millhouse Mil- and, <laughs> <laughs> and she yells at Bart. Bart, get your butt down yeah. here. And so that's what we get for yeah, Maggie's and tape. It, I thought it was funny when he starts recording. He's like, Maggie, if you haven't taped over this by now, <laughs> which is so, very funny because so you, I feel like we all know someone whose precious home movies have been taped over to record whatever something, has been on TV. Yeah, something unimportant, right? Did you used to set your VCR when you were in school or whatnot to watch shows later yeah we we used to uh when we finally had that technology in our house we would set it for a certain time and i always remember you start recording five minutes before and leave it and, five minutes and after. five minutes after that is, that's right that is correct. because we learned early on that most shows don't end on time right and so we would and especially if you're recording like a football game like we would record like 15 minutes before and then mm. like you may as well just do for like an hour after to make sure that you get it all wow okay yeah, um, I never recorded football games, but I, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I recorded other stuff. So, so uh, Homer uh, is finished making the tape for Maggie, so now he's got to make peace with Dad. Mm-hmm. And so he goes down to the retirement castle. We do see the please, thank you for not discussing the outside world sign. Yep. He walks in and uh, crouches next to Abe, and uh, he says, uh, he says, Dad, we've never been too close. He said, uh, we never went fishing or played catch or even hugged each other. And that is something I think that will uh, that will track through the rest of the series. Really? Is that Homer, and, Homer and Abe have always been very distant, both emotionally and physically. Uh, even though Homer grew up with Abe, right. like there's... It's just always been an awkward and strange Weird. Okay. sort of relationship. I, d- I guess I just never really... 
thought now, of that. Now, in later episodes, if I'm thinking correctly, Homer will hug Abe from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, and their relationship will be overall fine. Uh, but uh, whenever they re- recollect on the early days, like uh, Abe is, Abe is very much a 1950s father. Okay. So uh, I didn't know that. Anyways, I I do I think um I think Homer's mom the Homer's mom episode's coming up fairly soon. Oh, I think it's either later this season or early season three. Is it? That mm-hmm. yeah. So that so that'll be solidified once we get into okay. uh, once and that's, we meet. That's Nona. one I haven't. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know anything. Oh man. The whole the whole sitting uh, on the car staring into oh, the sky. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Caitlin does not like sad things. I y'all. don't like sad and things. <laughs> I think this is going to be a very sad. Oh boy! <laughs> a very sad oh God. moment. Okay. Uh, oh, oh man, I'm choking up Uh-oh. thinking about it. Oh Don't shit! Stop! Stop! <laughs> so uh. something uh, something that y'all need to know, listening at home, is I cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> so so uh, uh, actually, I choked up a couple of times during this episode. This episode's very touching. It's emotionally heavy. Yeah, yes, it is. So, it is. It, it, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that later. But uh, uh, Homer uh, says, you know, he says, we never really did anything. And he's like, I just want you to know that I love you. And Abe says, you do? And he says, uh-huh. And so he says, I love you too. And they hug. And then uh, Abe decides in this moment that he wants to start... Uh, what was that? I thought I heard a dog chewing a bone. That's what I thought I heard. It's definitely not that dog. No. It might be the other dog that's in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, but Abe doesn't want to let him go. So he says, "Hey, well, you know, why don't we go fishing?" And he's like, "Well, I'm on a tight schedule." And he says, "Oh, well, come on." And so they go out, they go fishing, and then he's going to go do something else. But you know, there's no time to do that. He's uh, instead he's um, going out and spending time with Abe. So mm-hmm. he he crosses off. I think he crosses off hang gliding off his list at this point because he doesn't have time for it. Right. Uh, and you know, there's a couple of other things. The ancillary things at the bottom of the list that you read earlier are yeah. getting are getting uh, cut off. Uh, Grandpa says too that uh, he wants to play a quick game of hacky sack, which is a very '90s reference. Yes, it is. Yeah. But Homer at this point is has grown tired of spending time you, with Abe. <laughs> you know what I'm realizing just in this moment? What's that? As like myself watching this show. I think most of the grandpa moments that I am thinking about do not involve Homer. Hmm. Because he, I feel like grandpa shows up as like the comic relief. Yeah. You know, yeah. throughout the, but most like the onion on my belt, he's not talking to Homer. He's talking oh. to Mr. Burns. And yes, that, he is. Yeah. In that scene. Uh huh. And then like all the other stuff. He's, yeah. Hey, that, he's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he Homer, yeah, Homer. Uh, well, again, you know, Homer and Abe are emotionally distant from yeah, from each and other. we we really haven't seen much of Grandpa in this series so far. Yeah, and you know, I think that it it stands to it stands to reason that we can't care about Grandpa too much because, as you say, he is he is a comedic foil, mm-hmm. right? He shows up as a catalyst for a joke most of the time, right? He's uh, kind of a Ralph in that way. Yeah, and so like we can't love him too much because then the turtle getting away with his teeth is not as funny, right? Like. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the turtle with the teeth is. You showed me a post earlier. I know, but I didn't understand uh, that. Well, what I mean, (laughs) it's just an example as a joke. Okay. (laughs) So we like them being mean to grandpa is not funny if we love grandpa too much. True. Right. So them driving away and him being confused about how to care for like in in Itchy and Scratchy Land when he doesn't know. He has to take care of the pets. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of you... uh, 
you know, which one of you is the mailman? That right. that joke. That stuff. It just doesn't work as well if you actually care about Grandpa I and his dementia. About, I care about Grandpa. Well, I'm so glad. <laughs> uh, you should definitely go hang out with him because he will be happy to play hacky sack with one you. One of my coworkers recently said that when he was born, he looked like Ape Simpson, and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Homer uh, gets away from Grandpa, and he's like, ah, crap, I got to make up for lost time. Yeah, so he, so he starts, starts speeding. Mm-hmm, starts speeding down the road and, and of gets course, pulled over by yeah. our good friends, Lenny, no, no fuck, no. Eddie, Eddie, and, and Lou. And Lou. God. Go. <laughs> okay, these, these dynamic duos are hard to uh, keep straight. And Eddie and Lou being, uh, being somewhat uncharacteristic here, uh, total cop dicks yeah. <laughs> in this moment. Let's take a moment to look at... Lou's arms. <laughs> oh yeah. What is going on with that? Like, it looks like his belly on his right side is overtaking his arm, but he's got some real Popeye forearms that are going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm writing this down so we post it. Um, the caption will be Lou's weird arms. That's Lou, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Lou. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I will say that Eddie and Lou sound like Eddie and Lou here, as mm-hmm. opposed to the last time that we heard Lou, and he sounded like Ned. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, in long story short, uh, Homer says, listen, I don't have time for this. Just give me the ticket. And they are saying, well, what if I don't want to give you a ticket? And he said, my taxes pay your salary. God, never say that. <laughs> never say that to somebody, please. You are not going to get what you want. Yeah. They're going to terrible, a terrible, terrible idea. Do not do that. Yeah. They're uh, going to spit in your food. Yeah, exactly. Happen. I pay your salary. Okay. Go, go fuck yourself. And, uh, at any rate, uh, Lou eventually says, well, maybe I don't want to give you a ticket. Maybe I want to haul your butt in, wise guy. And so Homer, on his last day on Earth, does not get to finish what his business was supposed to be. He has to go to jail. He's going to go sit in the pokey. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> he's sitting there, like, kind of ruminating on what happened. And there's a guy in there playing the harmonica. And he goes, what are you in for? And the guy goes, atmosphere. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> That's all you got. So uh, Eddie then comes into the cell and says, all right, you get one phone call. He calls him Flash for some reason. <laughs> well, because he was going too fast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I have to tell you, I told you about when I used to do a parade at Six Flags. I don't think Did so. Did I ever tell you about that? Uh-uh. So I used to work at a comedy gunfight show. And every day at, I think it was at four o'clock, we had to do a parade. And uh, this was at Six Flags in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so we were part of a parade with the cast of characters, the Marvel characters, or the, I'm sorry, the DC characters mm-hmm. are the ones they have the uh, rights for. And the Flash is one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that the stage manager was walking around as we were prepping to start the parade once. And someone goes, and he goes, uh, he goes, has anyone seen the Flash? Where is the Flash? Has anyone seen the Flash? <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, Isn't oh that my, the point? I you- said, oh my God. The Flash is late, <laughs> and we're just standing around. Somebody help him. <laughs> he's clearly in trouble. If the Flash is late, yeah. he's clearly in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, that has always brought great entertainment to me. Did no- you actually say that out loud? Yes, okay. I did. <laughs> did people laugh at you? No, nobody laughed. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> that's very sad. I thought it was uh, a pretty good joke. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I made a joke and nobody laughed, I'd have a lot of money. <laughs> guys so i um i left my my most current job for a new job and friday was my last day and i uh 
they had a little gathering for me, which was very nice. And Robert was there. And one of my coworkers was telling a story about when she was in college, uh-huh. uh, the college that I am now going to be working at. And she was telling this story about, I don't even remember what it was. Uh-huh. And then Robert, <laughs> and I turned to Robert and I goes, and she wore an onion on her belt and nobody no. <laughs> got it. And it was very sad. I even, I even, I even tried to help with a, which was the style at the yeah, time. Yeah, and, and nobody got it. Nobody and got it. And then we just turned back to the room and we're like, okay, well, you guys suck. But, but hey, <laughs> not <check>. really. <laughs> they don't suck. No, but, but hey, you know, here's the thing is like, that's part of the deal with like the podcast, right? Is that you and I can have these conversations and yeah. talk with people who know what exactly. we're talking about exactly uh, or or you know what maybe there's some I, I i i fancy and entertain the idea of somebody saying i am going to sit down and watch these shows this these episodes mm-hmm. uh and coming along with us from your perspective mm-hmm. like with your commentary and mine and then their own thoughts right. which i think would be super cool so if you are doing that reach out to us and let us know you can send us an email at escalator to nowhere pod at gmail.com should make my dad do that. That's something entertaining for him to do. That would be fun for he him. He could to send do. us notes every week. And plenty and in plenty of material for to yes. occupy some of his time. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I think that he would enjoy that. Yeah. So anyways, uh Homer gets a phone call out of the cell and he goes to himself, Oh man, I can't call Marge. It's our last day on earth together. I guess he doesn't want her to have to come bail him out of prison on his last day. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, if it was my last day and something like this happened, I would call you in a heartbeat well, yeah, and be like, be like, guess what? You're going to have a great story to tell about my last day. <laughs> you had to come bail me out of jail. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Anyways. Uh, so, any, but anyways, he decides not to call Marge. Yeah, he calls Barney mm-hmm. and immediately the answering machine picks up mm-hmm. and it is nobody's here. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> nobody's here. And... Homer's like, damn, those novelty telephone answering machine tapes. Did you ever have a joke answering machine or a joke uh, message? <laughs> I was going to ask you the same thing. I do not. I, I remember recording the message uh-huh. from my family's phone. Um, I do not remember having like a joke one like that. Uh-huh. Um, I do remember a, a family friend, her kids had recorded the message and it was like normal message and at the end they go yabba dabba do uh-huh. and that's it i don't think i ever did that i i definitely didn't have a song one i made one for our family's <laughs> answering machine and i pissed off somebody from the doctor's office with it oh no <laughs> because the 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 answering machine was uh the the message was hello hello <laughs> i speak up i can't hear you I'm sorry, I can't hear you. It's because we're not home. Please leave a message. <laughs> and I guess the secretary called from the doctor's office right. and uh, and got the message and was talking to nothing. And so the whole message was, I don't appreciate this message. I don't like being tricked, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. <laughs> have a sense of humor. My mother was like, we're going to have to change the message. I was like, no, we don't. That no. one person hated it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I don't even record my own voicemail message. I just leave the automated no, one. Can't do it anymore. If uh, I am convinced that you get less spam calls if you don't have a personal message. Yeah. I am convinced of it. Well, and there's less chance of like weird, creepy people yeah. getting your information. Yeah. So, so. Uh, at any rate, uh, yeah. So I, 
Uh, I agree. Anyways, he calls Barney, and uh, I, I wanted to point out that I think this is the second time we see the interior of Barney's apartment. It is, and it is still a complete mess. Yeah, it is yeah, a total shit show I in mean, there. I mean, you can still see the carpet, which I guess is a good thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think so, it might be a good and a bad anyway, thing. Anyway, as... as Homer's leaving the message on the machine. Barney is actually there mm-hmm. tr- trimming his toenails as one does. Yep. And um, he gets up and and answers the phone. Right. Uh, and so Homer says, I, I need you to come bail me out of jail. And Barney looks out his window and says, hey, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> so as it turns out, Barney, Barney lives, lives next, next to, to the, jail. the jail, which I think must be different than the prison. Uh, the, the prison. Oh, yeah. 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 It is. So anyway, uh, he says, I need you to get over here with 50 bucks for bail. And Barney has got to go find 50 bucks. Yeah. Because so- he doesn't have it. <laughs> it, well he asks he asks him he says what did you do homer kill a judge yeah <laughs> where am i gonna get 50 bucks yeah so he starts looking around and he finds a piece of pizza and then he takes the cushions off the couch in short he is gonna have to dig for this it's gonna take a little while yeah and we then cut to the interior of the simpsons uh dining room where the children are dressed up marge is dressed up looking out the window and they don't know where homer is yep where could he possibly be you know, and the kids start asking questions naturally. Yeah. Why are we dressed up? Why Mar- are we using the good china? Yeah, Marge. Why are we using candles? Marge answers very sadly. She's not Abby. She's like, sometimes it's fun to dress up. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to use the good china. Sometimes it's fun to use candles. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and then we get a really poignant question at the end. Why are we waiting for dad? Which, of course, gives us the indication that they often don't wait for him yeah and um yeah it's true i I don't remember what i was gonna say uh but marge responds she says because we love your father and we enjoy his company Mm -hmm. so we then cut to a quick clip back at the police station where chief wiggum is counting the money that barney has brought and then okay so homer's getting out of there like good for good for barney yeah he did it and um as Wiggum's counting the money, he gets to forty-eight seventy, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's <laughs> Chief Wiggum says, "You know, we usually don't take rusty money." Yeah, <laughs> but I guess in the circumstances that uh, he he decided to accept it. Mm-hmm. So then we're in the car with Barney, and Barney is driving the car. He says, "I can't believe that you weren't going to stop at the bar for one last beer with your buddies." And he says, "It was on my list, but you know, other things you know came up. It didn't go the way that I intended to." But they do pass Mr. Burns, who is ogling ladies. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I guess the joke is that this lady walks by, Mr. Burns has some binoculars and he says, Smithers, check out the luscious pair on that redhead. And then they look at her feet and they're looking at her shoes. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, yeah. I was, I thought it was her. They were looking at her legs. Um, oh, I which thought was, it was the shoe. I mean, it could have been both. Uh, maybe it is because it is it's Smithers. It's not her boobs. No, it's not. Is what... I thought the joke was. Yeah. I, well, I was I was just thinking about it in terms of, you know, she got legs. Yeah. And then Mr. Burns, uh, wait, was it Mr. Burns or Smithers that says, that's it, baby, work those ankles. <laughs> I think it is Mr. Burns yeah. that says that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Smithers says, ring a ding ding, sir. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Homer and Barney are riding by and Homer hangs out the window and says, uh, eat my shorts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is identified by... Uh, Mr. Smithers Smithers as Homer Simpson, and then Mr. Burns says, I want him in my office, 9 o'clock Monday morning. We'll see who eats whose shorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So anyways, uh, they head back into Moe's because he's going to take one last beer with the boys. Yep. And so he, uh, he does, wait, he calls Marge. Yeah, he goes. He goes in a. He goes into Moe's to call Marge. Yeah, but then we then we see the but kids making a crank call. Exactly, the kids call Moe's first. Oh, okay. And so when Homer calls home, the line is busy because they're calling to uh, to I prank call. That. Sorry. Uh, to prank call Moe's, they call asking for Seymour Butts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, oh. And um, anyway, the line was busy, so. Homer pulls up to the bar and he says, Mo, another last beer, please. <laughs> Which reminds me an awful lot of bands that go on their last their tour. Their farewell <laughs> tours. Yeah. I saw I saw uh, one of my favorite bands, Streetlight Manifesto, on their farewell tour and in 2013. And they are touring now nine years later still. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, um, we uh, as uh, Homer is sitting at the bar... Uh, he says to the boys, he says, you know, uh, I never told you this, but sometimes when I'm at work, I think of you and smile. And everyone's like, oh boy, what's going on? And he says, I love you, Mo. He gives him all a kiss. Yep. Mo and says, please, not in public. He uh, uh, he gives Barney uh, gives Barney a, a kiss, and Barney says, how European. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, he goes, back, goes through and says bye to the boys and... Crosses it off his list. Mm-hmm. Barney's supposed to take him over to the house, but we find out that Barney has uh, hit a flat tire or made a flat tire or gotten a flat tire. <laughs> That's weird. That's <laughs> weird phrasing. He's made a flat tire. Yeah. And so anyways, Homer ends up running home. And by this time, the dinner is off the table. The kids are dressed in pajamas. Marge is back in her green dress. Mm-hmm. Homer runs up to the alcove window at the living room and comes in because he's got one last thing on the list. To be intimate with Marge. Snuggle time. Sexy. So he runs in, gives her a kiss, kisses the kids, says, no time to explain. Love you, love you, love you. Goes upstairs. And before he comes into, uh, as he's getting ready to come into bed, Marge says, I wrote a poem for you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Because it's funny. (laughs) She says, it's called To My Husband. And he's Mm -hmm. like, okay. He's listening. Yeah. The blackened clouds are forming. <laughs> soon oh, the rain. Break, <laughs> soon the rain will fall. My dear one is departing, but first, please heed this call. That always will I love you, my one, my love, my all. That's very nice. It was very sweet. Started to get a little choked up in this moment, <laughs> and you know, I, I wrote down, I wrote down uh, the Homer and Marge relationship, right. There, this whole thing, right, is that Homer goes and uh, and tries to make good with the people in his life that matter to mm-hmm. him the most. And we see here that he was willing, he was going to sacrifice his time with the boys to attend to... To go home. Yeah, the mm-hmm. business of his family here. And, of course, things went awry. But still... Uh, uh, he makes it back in time to spend time with Marge in particular, mm-hmm. uh, and they are uh, they they are intimate. They snuggle, and he wakes up. Mm-hmm. He gets up and he goes to each of the kids' rooms. Yep. Oh man, this was hard. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's saying goodbye to Maggie. Yep. He says, "Stay as sweet as you are." Yep. He goes to Lisa. He says, "I know you'll make me proud." And yep. then he goes to Bart, and he says, "I like your sheets." Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, and then he goes downstairs. And then we get this sort of like back-to-back joke here. Yeah. I like your sheets. He goes in there and pulls out the good book and yep. opens it up. And he goes, oh, on tape. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and what's even better is that it's read by Larry, Larry King. King. <laughs> the famous Jewish man, Larry King. Yes. <laughs> My grandpa loved Larry King. You know, I think it's one of those things that like he was on TV for so long yeah, yeah. that you couldn't help but like have someone in your life that watched Larry King. It was like yeah. Oprah, you know? And you know what was so weird about that is that like uh is that is that my grandpa uh was not uh he my grandpa was was a conservative voter, but Larry King was on CNN. And now like nowadays like somebody who might consider themselves to be a conservative voter would would never ever consider uh watching CNN just because. But like he he watched Larry King every night, every single night. Mm-hmm. I am convinced he has he saw every episode well, of I Live think, with Larry I King. I think back when Larry King was on the air, it was not the way it is now. Oh well, no, it's definitely not. I mean, the divisiveness that we that, yeah. that we experience is a manufactured, and uh, yeah. uh, and b uh, it's the result of uh, multiple twenty four hour news networks, which is poison. So don't watch it. Uh, anyways, that being said. Uh, we are, uh, Homer is going around, uh, I'm sorry, Homer is down in the living room listening to the tape. Yeah, so he like sits in the chair, looks out the window, and then Larry King is reading the Bible. He sure (laughs) is. He starts with, in the beginning, God created Mm -hmm. the heaven and the earth. And here's the thing that Homer does here that I thought was very funny, is that he gets to the begats. Uh You know, uh, uh, so-and-so begat so-and-so, so-and-so begat so-and-so. And this is the part where Homer does what everybody else does visually. He fast forwards through it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to listen to this. Uh, And uh, anyways, we... Have a, we have a shot of Homer at the back of the chair looking out the window, and then we see him slump. He drops the tape recorder, and we get a little joke from Larry King that was just a little mild joke, and Homer, or excuse me, Marge wakes up. Uh-huh. Homer's, Homer's not there. And so she's looking for him yep. in the house, and yep. uh, she finds him in the chair, and of course mm-hmm. she thinks he's dead. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. But she notices that he's got drool on his mouth. <laughs> and it's warm. And it's warm. And he's which alive. Which means he's alive. Yeah. And she wakes him up. She's like, Homer, Homer, wake up, wake up. And he's like, stop it, Marge. And she goes, <laughs> you're alive. And he says, I'm alive. And I'm alive. I couldn't be happier. From this day forward, I vow to live life to the fullest. And then and we, we see him sitting on the couch. Yep. With a bag of pork rind lights. Yep, yep. Eating the pork rinds mm-hmm. and watching bowling. Yes. And so I I love this joke because, first of all, I laughed at it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a funny joke. I'm going to live life to the fullest, but what he does is he sits, he on, the sits on the couch to watch bowling yeah. and he's eating pork rinds out of a microwave bag. And, it, and again, with what The Simpsons does very well, instead of cutting to credits, yeah. It just keeps going, and the credits play Start over him roll. watching the bowling. Just it's all just him sitting there watching yep. and eating the pork rind, and it goes on for just a little bit it's, too long. Yeah, it's, and it's very funny. Yeah, that yeah. was it's it's such, it's such a good joke, and it's such. I mean, I don't know if it was intended to be this commentary, but when and looking at it and like going through this ride of his last twenty four hours and all the things that he did that were meaningful in the last twenty four hours, is I mean, uh, to me, it makes the commentary that. 
life is not just about the ultra meaningful moments. The, right. There, there's a lot of living and there's a lot of life in just sitting down. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I wanted to make the commentary here that um, if you've never had pork rinds, microwave pork rinds out of a bag like you do for popcorn, then you're missing out. Is because, that a thing? Yes. And they're oh. very good. Okay. Uh, are, are they as good as fresh fried pork rinds? No. Those are good. No. But they are They are. Is that good. what he's eating? I guess so. It yeah. looks like a popcorn bag. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. And, and, and the, if you've never seen them, they actually come... Folded three three ways like popcorn bags do. They're, I, I they're have, flat. I have never seen that in yeah. my life. Yeah, and if you heat them up, they fill up and they they taste and I mean, and are and are warm. That's one of the things that I really love. There's a barbecue restaurant here in our town that does fresh fried. They serve them crackling on the table. Man, they are good. They're really good. But uh, anyways, uh, I love this joke uh, because it it this is this is good writing is what it is mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna live life to the fullest i'm gonna you know make every day every moment count and then he is not making every moment count he's sitting there watching bowling but but you know what that moment still counts yeah right it's, it, that's what <laughs> yeah. i'm saying like yeah. i love i love how this joke is layered and contradictory to itself but mm-hmm. yet not right. uh and it just to me, the joke meant a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, I have to say that I am very impressed with the number of things he got through on his list. It's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah, yeah. he did all of it. Yeah. Except for the dinner mm-hmm. because he was in jail. But he, you know, he comes back in time and he eventually, you know, makes he makes his amends. He with makes his the moments count. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, everybody I'm sure has because of this trope, which is utilized from time to time in popular culture, TV, movies, whatever, mm-hmm. of, you know, 24 hours to live. Right. You know, what, how, you know, everyone has thought, what would I do mm-hmm. if if I knew that? If I if in those, you know, in the time, in the moment I knew that I had only one day left, how would I spend it? And, um, and, and so I think that people see this and, you know, and Homer discovers this as well, like what's really important to them, obviously. Right. So Mm -hmm. like hang gliding was not as important to Homer as making things, talking with his dad. Yeah. Making things right with, with Abe Simpson. Yeah. Um, and, uh, spending time, you know, at the bar with the boys, uh, it was not as important to him as getting home for dinner or telling off Mr. Burns or telling off Mr. Burns. That's which right. It's just a happy accident that that occurred. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Homer does remark in that he says, what luck, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I was really, really happy. I didn't remember this joke being at the end of this, but I was really, really happy with the way that they ended it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not, we did not need credit music. We just needed the sound of him sitting there and the sound of the TV yep. crunching yep. on those stupid pork yeah. rinds light. <laughs> This this episode returns to the status quo in the way that season one wants to return to the status quo. Yeah, but just can't do it. Yeah, it's well rounded. Yeah, the 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 plot line doesn't jump. Right. Uh, he uh, we get a lot of cut scenes throughout this, but mm-hmm. it is all wrapped up at the end, and it's wrapped up in a very satisfying way. Right. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think that you're right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So let's hear, let's hear your final thoughts on it. Yeah. I thought this was a really good episode. Uh I, I enjoyed it. You get the funny jokes, but you also do get those poignant moments where, you know, he is facing his own mortality. Yeah. And, uh, I liked it. I don't know because I don't like sad, emotional things. Uh I don't know that this, uh, unseats 
Dance and Homer as my favorite of the season so far, uh-huh. but it's up there. Yeah, I am unsure that this would unseat Dance and Homer either, but uh, just because Dance and Homer was very funny, mm-hmm. um, this one had a number of good jokes in it, though. Yeah, but in ter- I mean, in terms of storytelling, like I thought that this was really amongst the best that we have seen oh, so for far. Sh- absolutely, and for sure. Just the the way the the plot is developed and the way the characters are used is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, um, I was. I'm- I'm really surprised, you know, uh, with the Simpsons in a in a in a pleasing way that uh, these Japanese characters early in the in the show, I was concerned with how they might be portrayed. Yeah. <laughs> Although I was also really happy to see that at least one of their voices was was made by a Japanese person, George yeah, Takei. Um, so I too was a little bit worried by that and. It, judging from the cast list, I don't know anything about these actors. Uh-huh. All the Asian characters were played by Asian people. George Takei, uh-huh. Sab Shimono, who uh-huh. played the master sh- uh, chef. Uh-huh. Joey Miyashima, Miyashima. Sorry if I'm butchering this. He's Toshiro, who was uh-huh. the apprentice. Yeah. And the hostess was played by Diana Tanaka. Look at that. Yeah. So I- that's... Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I feel like you know when you, uh, when you have that input from those people, you get more genuine characters, right? Uh, and 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 yeah, these were you know these were featured characters, right? So we're, we're not going to get a huge deep storyline from. But them. what you don't get is a Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's yes. moment, which is just so cringeworthy. Yeah. Now, granted, this episode was made a good. 30, 40 years after Breakfast at Tiffany's. But I feel like this is a conversation that we are still having to this day. And the fact that the casting directors cast Asian people in Asian roles Mm -hmm. is kind of, um, I don't want to say ahead of its time, but like it's, uh, it's certainly forward thinking for 1991. It's reassuring that they chose to do that instead of hiring, you know, just random voice actors or having like Hank Azaria do one of the roles or whatever. That's actually pretty much what I expected would happen. Right. Exactly. Uh, But, um, but that's not what happened. So, uh, so So good on you. Yeah. Good. Good, good on you, 1991 Simpsons and good on you, you know, for this episode as a whole. Uh, now granted let's, let's, these are very bit parts too. So like, that's also not great, but it does like it is somewhat forward thinking because I'm looking at like the, what the other guy like one what one of the um, actors did in um, the rest of the series. He also played a sushi chef in Mr. Sparkle. Uh-huh. So like, uh, 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 I don't know, um, but that is that is something that is nice to see. Yeah, and and yes, so these these are brief featured characters, and they they are for the purpose of this plot device of right. Homer eating the poisonous blowfish, or supposedly so at least. Exactly. Uh, but I I fully did not expect that they would be portrayed by actual Japanese or Asian people. Yeah, uh, Asian so, American actors, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that being said, uh, overall, I was really happy with this episode. Uh, it came as a great relief after last week's episode. That's true. And, Although I did write down, I said there's a lot of mortality in this season because last week we dealt with a dying Bart. Yeah. But we dealt with Homer's 
I don't know, greed and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. But in, in this episode, he's facing his own mortality. And I think that uh, it was handled a lot better in this episode than Bart's situation. Mm-hmm. But then again, Homer is an adult person and he can make amends and do yeah. this stuff. Whereas Bart is a kid and right. he's stuck with whatever his parents want him to do. Yeah. So it's, they're two very, they're similar episodes in a way, mm-hmm. but they're the way that it's handled is so different. Yeah. And it's, it's like, honestly like night and day. And really. in this episode, we care. Exactly. In we the last care. episode, we didn't care. Yeah. In this episode, we care because of their relationship with each other. And because right. Marge loves Homer and Homer yep. loves Marge. There and we, we go. Keep coming back to it. Yeah. You just can't get away from that phrasing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's the perfect way to describe it. We care about this episode. It's a good show because they love each other. Yeah. And, and in this episode, it's very clear that Homer loves his family. Yeah. He and values it above what he sometimes will put in front of them, like going to Moe's. Right. Right. In the last episode, he goes to Moe's to get away from Marge because the treacherous snake woman. He's ca- mad that she him. and his greed in that episode was yeah. just so unlikable. Yeah. That, you know, by the end of the episode, you were like, thank God it's over. Whereas this episode it was like. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Um, oh, Alexa's okay. reminding us something. Sorry, everybody. Alexa, stop. <laughs> uh, that was just a reminder to uh, get w- rolling on some hamburger buns that I'm making for our dinner. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I think we're pretty much at a stopping point without going over the same points over and over again. Yeah. But... Which I think we probably could do because we just—I mean, I just really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. And I was very happy for it. And I think we're going to get not. I think I mean, we're going to we're we're setting into a little bit of a little bit of a stride here, maybe because next week we are going to be covering the way we was. So speaking of a lot of Homer and Marge's or Homer's backstory, but mm-hmm. next week will be Homer, Marge's, and the kids' backstory as well. Oh, Artie Ziff Artie is coming Ziff, up next that's week. That's right. And so okay. that's very exciting. Um, and I am really looking forward to it. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you do us a favor? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get new episodes every week. Uh, we drop our brand new episodes in the main season on Wednesdays at 7.42 Eastern, at 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we also are going through the series and trying to hit all of the 48 Tracy Ullman shorts, which we have been uh, watching and reviewing as well. Make sure that you're following us on our social media platforms as well. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. I have created, in, in addition to the Facebook page, a Facebook group, mm-hmm. which has started to see a little bit of activity. I'm really excited about it. So that's a place where you can interact more with us and we can be more involved directly with you if you're interested. It's called the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. And as made mentioned before, we are also on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod, and you can send us an email at escalators to nowhere pod at gmail.com. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm glad that we took, we were able to make time this week to continue our journey through and to uh, get this recorded. Yep. And I'm looking forward to next week with the way we was. I didn't realize that one was coming up. Yeah. So that's good. I don't think I, if I've seen it, it's only been one or two times and it's been a long time since I've actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Or if I have watched it recently, I didn't know what I was watching. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that, I don't think that we have watched this one together. Okay. So um, that'll be uh, that'll be a real treat for us, and hopefully, uh, you listener will be here with us as well. Yes. 
Yes. Does Artie Ziff come back in the clip show? 138th episode. Oh, I think so. Yes. I think they show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I the, watched that fairly I recently. I believe that next week is the one is the one that has the quote, all right, all right, I'll walk in the mud. Okay. Uh, so when they go to prom. Don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I should have, who I realized who I should have gone to prom with my prom date. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the one for next week. Yeah. Well, I, I, if it's in the clip show, then I've recently watched that. Yeah. So that's why I am familiar. Super. Well, that's going to be really exciting. I watched so. it, but you know. Oh, well. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, man, we are just having a lot of fun sitting here chit-chatting. And these are, as Caitlin has pointed out before, conversations that we would have with just each other about yep. the show anyway. So, so why, why not record it and put it on the internet? For, for everyone to endure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and thank you so much for enduring it with us. We are looking forward to spending more time with you. So again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll look forward to next time. So until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are looking forward to next week with The Way We Was. But until then, hit that music, editing rubber toe. Smell you later. Bye.